Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. And thank God that we're able to be together to start this day in prayer. Today is Thursday, and this is the 22nd week after Pentecost. This week we continue reading in the book of 1 Samuel. Now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel. As they were going down to the outskirts of the town, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the boy to go on before us, and when he has passed on, stop here yourself for a while, that I may make known to you the word of God. Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him. He said, The Lord has anointed you ruler over his people Israel. You shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their enemies all around. Now this shall be the sign to you that the Lord has anointed you ruler over his heritage. When you depart from me today, you will meet two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah. They will say to you, The donkeys that you went to seek are found, and now your father has stopped worrying about them and is worrying about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on from there further and come to the oak of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there, one carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. They will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall accept from them. After that, you shall come to Gibeath Elohim, at the place where the Philistine garrison is. There, as you come to the town, you will meet a band of prophets coming down from the shrine with harp, tambourine, flute, and lyre, playing in front of them, and they will be in a prophetic frenzy. Then the Spirit of the Lord will possess you, and you will be in a prophetic frenzy along with them and be turned into a different person. Now, when these signs meet you, do whatever you see fit to do, for God is with you. And you shall go down to Gilgal ahead of me, 
Then I will come down to you to present birth offerings and offer sacrifices of well-being. Seven days you shall wait until I come to you and show you what you shall do. As he turned away to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all these signs were fulfilled that day. When they were going from there to Gibeah, a band of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God possessed him, and he fell into a prophetic frenzy along with them. When all who knew him before saw how he prophesied with the prophets, the people said to one another, What has come over the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? A man of the place answered, And who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? When his prophetic frenzy had ended, he went home. Saul's uncle said to him and the boy, Where did you go? And he replied, To seek the donkeys. And when we saw that they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. Saul's uncle said, Tell me what Samuel said to you. Saul said to his uncle, He told us that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of kingship of which Samuel had spoken, he did not tell him anything. Samuel summoned the people of the Lord to Mitzpah and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt, and I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But today you have rejected your God, who saves you from all your calamities and your distresses, and you have said no, but set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. Then Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, and the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its families, and the family of the Matrites was taken by Lot. Finally, he brought the family of the Matrites near man by man, and Saul, the son of Kish, was taken by Lot. But when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired again of the Lord, Did the man come here? And the Lord said, See, he has hidden himself among the baggage. Then they ran and brought him from there, and when he stood his stand among the people, he was head and shoulders taller than any of them. Samuel said to the people, Do you see the one whom the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among all the people. And all the people shouted, Long live the king! Samuel told the people the rights and duties of the kingship, and he wrote them in a book, and he laid it before the Lord. Then Samuel sent all the people back to their homes. Saul also went to his home at Gibeah, and with him went warriors whose hearts God had touched. But some worthless fellow said, How can this man save us? They despised him and brought him no present, but he held his peace. Now Nahash, king of the Ammonites, had been grievously oppressing the Gadites and Reubenites. He would gouge out the right eye of each of them and would not grant Israel the deliverer. No one was left of the Israelites across the Jordan whose right eye, Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, had not gouged out. But there were 7,000 men who had escaped from the Ammonites, and they entered Jabesh-Gilead. The elders of Israel wanted a king, but it is the Lord, their God, who takes the initiative and establishes the monarchy, and Samuel acts as God's agent in the process. Saul has been chosen and will be king, but it is not Saul's doing, but the Lord's doing. Saul is simply caught up in God's move to rescue God's people and to make all things new. 
Saul is anointed king, and the Lord gives him a new heart, makes him a new person. And in the presence of the prophets, Saul is filled with the Holy Spirit and becomes a a new man. And the people can hardly believe what has happened to him. And I wonder if along the way Saul could believe it either. Yet when Saul returns home to his family, he does not tell them what has happened. And the whole nation has yet to understand what God is actually doing. And on the day of its presentation and selection before all the tribes and clans of Israel, Saul is actually dragged out from among the baggage and presented as king. There are certain times when it feels as if we are being caught up into things beyond our control, things uh, that are driving us to places we don't want to go. This time in which we are now living feels like that kind of time. We move from one event to the next before we can really understand or unpack what's going on, and it seems like we're being led in places that we would have never wanted to go and still maybe are not fully comfortable going feels like the whole world is coming apart and that everything is out of place. Like Saul, the handsome rich farm boy, is among the prophets, swept away in the spirit in this new thing that God is doing. What we see here is that in broken, dislocated, chaotic, and even unfaithful times, God is still at work among God's people. God is still at work within this world. And God moves to give a new heart, a new spirit, and to show God's love and faithfulness, even through the establishment of new structures. The establishment of a monarchy in Israel may be just the latest form of Israel's grumbling against the Lord, but nevertheless, God answers their prayer and is still with them and active among God's people. And it is God who establishes this kingdom. We may be living through a time of turmoil and transition, but it is God who is the one who is leading us and guiding us in ways that we have yet to fully comprehend. So what are we to do? What God calls us to do at all times, to be obedient to his word, to put our trust in God, and to keep open eyes and hearts to see where the Spirit is moving and when the Spirit is whether the Spirit is doing something new or even out of place. It seems the cutting edge of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is most often experienced as a time of disorientation and disruption. But what is amazing is the wonderfully faithful way that God can put the world back together again, where God can bring life out of death. In the long run, that is where God is leading us to a world that is renewed and redeemed according to God's will and purpose, to lives that are made new, to hearts that are made new, to spirits that are filled with God's grace. We've seen this even in our baptism. And even a glimpse or a taste of what God has planned will seem strange and maybe even out of place to us. (laughs) But in the end, this presence of God that takes control of our life and moves us forward becomes the source of our praise for God, who has done great things for us, and who has made all things new through Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our way into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gifts of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. (laughs) Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially for this congregation that you have gathered in your name. For those who govern the nations of the world, and for the people and countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare, and for all who are working to bring about peace and international harmony, that their efforts bear fruit for those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, for the sick and for all who care for them. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Now preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. And all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. <laughs>